this needs to stop. But it, but that does not come from a loving place. Mm -hmm. It's just like I don't want this shit to get bigger because at some point I'm not gonna be able to make this right without minding my business. Somebody tapping on my window. Mm -hmm. But you can't also have someone come just remove them, mm -hmm. and that's that's your point I think about rehabilitation is we need somebody needs to go in and ask, hey guys, what do you need? How did you end up here? Yeah. Maybe that's what we should do. Yeah. Is anybody yeah. doing that? I mean, I'm pretty sure there's some nonprofit, some organization doing that that is definitely going around and asking homeless people, hey, but, how'd but you get here? But not just the question, but like how, but then a pipeline to yeah. getting off the street. Right, yeah, and, and that's what we need more of. And like, now we need more of. Mm. And I do believe there's plenty of that going on, mm. but it's not. You can always bring these two it's not the How many people do we want to bring into the this conversation? Two is fine. You could definitely do okay. two. Uh, they definitely went a lot further away than we thought they were going to go. We're gonna, fake name? You don't even have to say your name. Oh, yeah. okay, great. Um, so the, the purpose in the podcast is to talk about things that are happening culturally in different spaces around uh, Austin, Texas, yeah. and then bring random people into the discussion. Because the idea is, uh, to me, and I think to us, yeah. is that people really aren't listening anymore to thoughts and ideas. We're just consuming curated content oh, yeah. that um, totally. we then argue one way or the other mm -hmm. but we're not actually formulating opinions based on information that we've shared and or collected and gathered in a meaningful conversational way um, I feel so like it depends on the information but it's definitely happening a lot yes yes yeah. um, so what we decided to do is like well let's go ahead and you know start a podcast it's culture crawl atx what it's called and we, this is our second episode. Mm -hmm. So last week we focused on gun control. Right. So just talking on gun control, kind of get an idea of what people thought around gun control. Mm -hmm. And today we're talking on homelessness. Okay. Uh, so definitely, if you want to talk about you know homelessness in Austin or what you've seen or any opinion, you're more mm -hmm. than welcome to. You don't have to say anything. You just sit here and kind of just hear us talk about it. Um, but we're kind of just going to continue the conversation and go from there. Sure. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So I, what I was saying is, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, because we had to come find we. <clears throat> scour the land to find somebody that's free so one thank you for being free we appreciate it definitely um but we're talking about one homelessness yes in austin but then uh nationally i've i've lived in oakland i've worked in portland and those are two places where homelessness continues to expand but then expand visibly right so you have people in full communities um and those communities are growing where they and and actually um here's one word unhoused mm -hmm. right is a different term for homelessness because of the way we talk about and treat people who we say are homeless mm -hmm. versus those who are unhoused meaning they may not have mental illness because we always assume mental illness mm -hmm. they may not be criminals because we always assume yeah. crime they may not be right? veterans they, they may not be veterans right it's that group that is and the reason i use unhoused is because many of these communities are starting to grow and they all have tents so I remember in California mm -hmm. when they had the Occupy Wall Street, they allowed the occupiers to um, be in Embarcadero in San Francisco. And they first started on Embarcadero on a plaza, then they started coming down, whatever that street is, maybe it's called Market Street. Mm -hmm. Something, yeah. Whatever it is. Uh, and then when Occupy was, you know, quote unquote over, mm -hmm. some people left, but some didn't. And they've remained. Um, and then 
with the group of people saying, I want them gone, there's this other group of people that says, they should be free to be here. And now you've got that fight. And now the, now laws have been enacted, right, that says, we want, these people can stay and, because of San Francisco, now they are using the bathroom outside, right? You're seeing these um, outdoor toilets that are being created, right? So, uh, they are, in some cases, uh, open air using drugs, right? And, and people who are from there remember the parts of the Tenderloin when it was mad sketchy. Yeah. It's not sketchy anymore, but they haven't gotten rid of the people. So, you know, now you... Before it was don't go into the Tenderloin. Mm-hmm. Now it's watch out for the people while you're in the Tenderloin. Yeah. And I don't even know if they call it that anymore. I think they call it uh, mid-market now or something. Yeah. LinkedIn or one of those companies came in and, <laughs> and made it happen. But also... Um, I think in Portland, Amazon said that they were going to start housing the unhoused. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I think would, I, I saw would need to look something that like that. I'm not sure it was Amazon, but I heard yeah. something to that to that degree. Uh, but to tie in what you're saying, that is that is the issue, right? Is that we have people who are homeless in any area, and you have some that want them gone, mm-hmm. and then you have others like, no, they should be free to do whatever they want to do. But that's not, none, neither of those are realistic because somebody's going to be unhappy in the process. Mm-hmm. And the other issue is that we are not, there's no strategy, right? There's no solution to either prevent people from being homeless, classifying what type of homelessness are there, or what are they really? Are they, are they criminals? Are they mentally ill? Are they veteran? Are they just unhoused? You know, do they just lack of education? Like, what is their story that got them to be homeless in the first place? And what can we do to get them out of homelessness and into a job? Get them out of hopelessness, get them into housing, you know, get them out of hopelessness and just create a pathway forward for them. Yeah, reconnected with their family. Yeah, you know. Right, for those who have um, either family or friends, for those who don't have family. Exactly. Right? Or, or into a community of people who are not also unhoused. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, because you want to change the narrative. We can't continue having the same story around what homelessness is or try to criminalize or dehumanize homelessness because that's, that's not a solution. All you're doing is covering it up and moving it to the side, hoping it doesn't get worse. But it is getting worse because we're still talking about homelessness. It got to the point now where we're talking on a federal level, on a national level, to everyone around homelessness and what should we do. Mind you, there's organizations out there who are connected with homelessness, trying to find a way to solve it for either giving them housing, trying to get give them jobs, trying to get them back to society. But it's not, but we're not all in it together mm. because they only are able to get certain type of jobs. They're only able right. to be in certain buckets. You know, we're not able to. Hey, we should teach them how to code. We should get them to technology. Let them become entrepreneurs. Let them become business owners. Let's teach them how to become doctors, lawyers. I mean, like, there's so many other things that we could take advantage of that are, that are already going on in this world because there's so much capital, there's so much money, there's so much resources, but we're not being strategic, nor, in my opinion, are we leveraging empathy and our emotions to prioritize how we should be doing certain things and for who. Right, I agree. I feel like there's not enough resources invested in it, Mm -hmm. and that's why it's a thing that's talked about a lot, but we kind of don't see any action, like, going towards it, Mm -hmm. and it's a really slippery slope, like you guys said, um, about who, like, what kind of person is a homeless person, because we kind of have this idea in our mind of what that looks like, and that necessarily 
is not true. Right. Um, a few years ago, I had a friend of mine who went to high school with me, went to college with me, has a degree, was in a car accident. Um, mm. Like a vehicle hit her hip mm. to the point where she needed surgery and she would continue to need surgery, but she couldn't afford to get surgery, so she couldn't walk. Mm. And um, like for long periods of time, she couldn't lift things. And in that time, she also got married and like was cut off from her family for choosing to marry the person that mm-hmm. she did. Mm. Right, and so now he's the sole provider because mm. also um, she was on drugs since childhood that she didn't know what they were. And so money is stretched. She can't afford the drugs that she's been taking for, I think it was gallbladder. Mm. And now oh. she's having withdrawal from the drugs. So she tried to get jobs but then had to take too many sick days because she didn't realize what was happening, getting seizures. Mm. And, um, or it wasn't seizures, but she didn't know what it was. And so has to walk with a cane and the neighbors kept complaining about the cane, which made the people realize that she wasn't on the lease, even though she was married and they were gonna evict her and she was gonna become homeless. And I couldn't, I'm living with my family because the price of living in Austin is so high. So I have a job, I had a full-time job for several years and it's still hard to find an affordable place Mm -hmm. Mm long-term with student payments that you have to make from the degree that you yeah. have so I couldn't afford her place to live and neither could a lot of people and so she was about to be homeless luckily they were able to convince the people who ran the apartment complex to make an exception like they were able to negotiate oh if we pay this much more which is all we can pay more mm-hmm. can she stay we just didn't add her to the lease because of timing yeah. you know but she was easily and yeah. it's Someone who is college educated, has a degree, has the knowledge, just, and um, and I had talked to her, there's a lack of knowledge about what you can apply for as far as disability mm-hmm. and what the steps mm, for that right. are. Yeah. So it just becomes, and um, also a lack of education on how to make affordable food choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was raised in a family where we were taught, you know, if you're stretched thin, don't eat out. Like. We'll make everything at home. This is how you make food. But no one ever taught her how to make food. And no one ever taught her significant other how to make food. And so they so right, so they might have had enough out. money mm, in a right. certain situation. Or you have to buy pre-prepared food, which is so much more expensive. So there's a lot of problems I see as far as education and being resourceful mm. and how to budget your life and also what you should do if things happen to you and you're unable to work definitely and you brought up a good point when you were just talking about like what led her to almost become homeless right Mm -hmm. it's like it started with drugs right so she was taking her drugs when she was younger for for whatever reason i don't know why she was on them it could have been she didn't really even know what they were and the withdrawal was mm-hmm. because her parents had just been giving them to her so mm-hmm. it could have been like psychological medicine yeah, it could have right, been right. i really have no idea she really didn't have an idea until recently and i'm still not really able to understand what it was but they had had her taking them since she was little like it's just something that and nothing says doctor. that it wasn't just them being taken advantage of yeah. in their situation you have right? no idea because have- i mean right now we're having the opioid crisis mm-hmm. right? right which is doctors and organizations and people individuals mm-hmm. feeding pills mm-hmm. unnecessarily yeah of course they're doing that to children mm-hmm. especially for parents who may not be able to understand 
what it is that they're giving their child, yeah. but they know that they love their child, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the way I see it, it's just a slippery slope because mm-hmm. you have drugs, you have food, you have education, and if, these, and if any of these buckets aren't scrutinized the right way and really looked at with a, with, a, with a magnifying glass, you miss a lot of things. You don't double check what prescription you're giving your, your child, but then let's call it 20, 30 years, or years later, they're being impacted by the choices they right. made earlier, which are now potentially they may become homeless. Now they're trying to figure out the best way to provide for themselves and their family within the society or the framework that we created. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're the ones who are providing these drugs. We're the ones saying, oh, you have to eat this way, you have to do these certain things. But if you are taken advantage of or somebody's looking at it strictly for profit, then that empathy part kind of gets missed yeah. away and then you don't know what's going to be created. Are you going to be homeless? Are you going to be a criminal? Are you going to have um, PTSD? You know, whatever the case may be, there may be some type of negative effect that happens because of these buckets that we're not really paying a close attention to. Right. Yeah, I was um, in an Uber. I was, I was being driven by an Uber guy who was actually homeless. <clears throat> the re- and I talk when I'm in Uber. Apparently you're not supposed to, but I, <laughs> I don't like being quiet, clearly. Um, he was giving me the rundown on how he ended up becoming an Uber driver. Mm-hmm. And actually, the question I asked him was around the Uber strike. Because when, when, when they were striking and saying, oh, people shouldn't drive for Uber, you assume that you're free to not drive, right? You don't need this money. You have other sources of income. So I was asking different Uber drivers how they felt about strike. He was saying is he can't have a regular job because he was on dialysis. And when you're on dialysis, you have to be out of an office. And no one is going to hire you and you got to be on dialysis three days out of five. Mm-hmm. Right? So he must drive Uber because he can then drive himself to the dialysis place, but then he can also get himself around to different places. So he had been hopping around, staying with different people. Um, it's not a home, right? He, he is unhoused, yeah, yeah. but he has a job. Uh, and he's not, you know, all these stereotypes that we create when we say the mm-hmm. homeless, right? That's like this, this group of people that we point at and say, ah, bad. You guys are homeless and it's your fault something that you did Um, but life right happens and then there's no real safety net right like there should be I assume there should be some job for people who have to be on dialysis because that was the first time I had ever talked to anyone on dialysis Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize that they go in and they get like their blood switched out or something he was saying like every three or four days and then after that he's so tired mm-hmm. that he can't it's not like you go do it and then you yeah. go to the gym the next day you know what I mean he said he's laid up for, for a day then he tries to make a little money so he can go back and sit under the machine and like that's Just his rinse life rinse and repeat yeah I was like damn right and that's when you start thinking like wow life is hard is this shit worth li-? and then he was saying that so the point is he was saying that Uber keeps him alive oof and I was like damn that's a commercial man oh man <laughs> Life worth, and then I, and I'm feeling right. So like you know, I'm hearing all this, and I'm me. Yeah. Uh, uh. I'm like, damn. I was complaining about something real frivolous. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I got to get up and go to work today. Oh man, I'm so I mean? mad. Right. Like, damn. I was like, ugh. I, mm. Like that type of perspective, right, yeah. is is something that 
large group mm-hmm. when we talk about the homeless. No one is talking with them individually mm-hmm. about the how and the why. Mm-hmm. So then to come up with a, so not solution, but to help each individual mm-hmm. get to where they need to be. So for example, a team, a community coming together and saying, yeah, she's not on the lease, but is this really a big deal? And who yeah. is this complaining about a cane? Yeah. Like, stop being a... Uh, <laughs> or put her on the first asshole. floor. She shouldn't be right. having to go upstairs anyway. Yeah. There's not an elevator right. in the yeah. complex. Right, yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, so unless somebody's advocating for you, mm-hmm. um, you get lost. Mm-hmm. And we have wide, wide groups of people being lost, and we see them in the street. And mm-hmm. then, you know, there's, from an empathy perspective, trying to teach the kids... Trying to use language that doesn't make them the bad person, but then also I'm not I'm not giving a dollar every time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like now I'm feeling bad. (laughs) I think that people are scared of homeless people Mm -hmm. and it may not necessarily be of them, but scared that they might be like that Mm -hmm. one day. Mm -hmm. And so they Mm -hmm. don't want to face it. Because that's a fear inside everybody, right? Right. What if right. everything goes wrong and I have nothing? Right. What if my A, B, C, and Plan D doesn't work out? That could be me. So I, I, I don't want to commit. To, right. I don't want to, you know, say that's an op. That's an option for me. I don't want to open that door at all. Or acknowledge that that right. can happen to a person. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. the acknowledgement is is what's what I find. It takes effort. Right when I, because we all, you know, we all pull up stop sign mm-hmm. or light, and they are, you know, whispering distance. You can feel their energy even as you actively try to ignore them, mm-hmm. right? And why are we actively ignoring yeah. people, right? You can even if you just smile, right? Mm-hmm. The, the standard "God bless you, have a, have a lovely day," yeah. right? It doesn't necessarily have to be, oh, I don't have any change or I don't mm-hmm. have a dollar, yeah. But you can at least interact with them at a human level. But yeah. to your point, we are not like we've Why? we've cut that Why off. Not? And, and yeah. that's that's where I think is the biggest issue with homelessness. Because if we if we actually treated them like we treat ourselves and valued them as people, then the programs and the initiatives that we roll out around homelessness, in my opinion, will be more effective because we would actually care. I mean, you said it where we, the homeless person is right there on the street and we do everything in our power not to make right. eye contact. <laughs> you answer the phone when no one's calling you. You send a text message. You have no idea who you're going to text. You, you try your best to, to look as busy as possible inside your car so you do not have to make eye contact with that person. Mm-hmm. And there were times that I found myself doing that and I was like, no, like I, I completely stopped doing that. Now I talk to the person. Yeah. You know, unless the light's red and you know, green, I got to go. But if I'm there and they're there, I roll down the window. I say, hey, you know, good morning. God bless. If I have a dollar, sometimes I'll do it depending if I feel it cool why not but at least make them realize I see them and and that's my thing like I want to at least see you if I do that piece you know and I think if all you know us as human beings just did that piece then I think the issue of homelessness wouldn't be the same issue we don't don't talk about it the same way we talk about it now but we don't have that that empathy piece we don't treat them as human beings we don't think about how would we want to be treated if we were homeless Mm -hmm. I would want someone to help me I would want someone to 
just at least talk to me, treat me, treat me like a human being, you know, right. at least have a conversation. But sometimes they don't have that. Sometimes yeah. homeless people are in a group. Sometimes they're by themselves. Mm-hmm. So they don't have no family. It's just them and their dog or them and, and their clothes or their book bag or their cart, whatever the case may be. But we're not getting that, that real relationship piece of it because we may be afraid that something that may happen to us one day or we were afraid that that person may be crazy or that person may be, mm. uh, may be violent or that person may, may, may do something that I can't handle. So all of these assumptions go on in our mindset because of what we're being taught around homelessness, which right. is then create, which is then continuing the process of them being homeless in the first place. And we have, to, we have to do something about that piece of it, about really being proactive, being intentional, and at least acknowledging people, saying, hey, hi, you know, how are you doing today? You know, God bless you. I hope, hope everything works out for you. Do something of that nature. You, make, you brought up the point um, about being a student with loans at home. I wonder the number of people, right, who are at... So, and you mentioned that uh, we have... Tons of jobs available. Mm-hmm. Tons of jobs. So many jobs. But for those with loans, right, and for what salaries are anyway, I wonder if there's any data on those people who are recent grads who actually cannot afford to be on their own. Oh, yes. Which means if they didn't have family, they'll be homeless or they unhoused. Would, they would be at least unhoused. Yep. Right? Hands down. Yeah. Or moving to a different city. Right mm-hmm. where it is possible. Mm-hmm. If you are able to afford to move right. to exactly. another city, right? And, right. And or you th- take more loans. Took right. Oh, okay. And you see, like, and that's why I'm just like this whole entire system. Or you don't pay back the loans. Well, yeah, yeah. And they sit there for a long time. Well, yeah, and then that's a whole another conversation because then if that happens, now you just create. <laughs> yeah, then you're gonna do uh, bankruptcy, right? Oh, so, yeah. So you know how they say that they're like, I guess. Um, at some point, they were saying most Americans are $400 away from uh, bank, not bankruptcy, but like catastrophe, mm-hmm. I think was the word that they used. Uh, like if you, if you got an unexpected $400 bill, would that throw you completely off? Mm-hmm. And the answer is like, yeah, something like 60% yeah. of Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think about, though, the people that aren't paying their school loans. Yeah. Right. They talk about the fact that the debt will will not. Some people just don't ever pay them. Yeah. Nothing mm. really happens, right? Except it creates a bigger problem within our government because then there's just mm. a lot of debt. Mm. Yeah. That's it. But if you think about it, you know, we construct the debt, right? So if you think about it, if you don't care about it, then hey. But, but then you can't get. Can you get so credit now? Though they will check your credit for housing. Yeah. yeah, for housing, right. for banks. To, for, to get a bank account. Yeah, to get a bank account, but we already have a bank account. To get a job. You don't run your credit to get a job, though. Uh, yeah, they'll run your credit. No. Some, well, it depends, right? If you're trying to go work, I don't know. Depends, depends on what job. Well, yeah, yeah, depends, yeah, on, job. depends I mean, on job. If they have to run your credit for a job, what kind of job are you trying to do? For the most part, right. though, they're not checking your credit. They're not mm-hmm. checking how much you got in your bank account. No, you got a actually, job based say on this, credentials. Um, so, actually, <laughs> this, is, this is not funny because this situation is not funny, but... Years ago, me and my buddy were supposed to go work in Los Angeles, and then we got there kind of early and didn't have a place to stay. Mm-hmm. So we had planned to sleep in the car, but right before we, since we knew we were going to sleep in our car, actually it wasn't even our car, we were going to sleep in a rental car. Mm-hmm. Like the <laughs> um, 
we went to a bar and then we ended up seeing the guy who was gonna lease us the house and then he let us stay there the night before but like homelessness we we think to the point of how we think about homelessness is not having a place to stay consistently Mm -hmm. is also homelessness so those who are especially if you think about children right children who are staying with different relatives mm-hmm. right um, so I just filled out this document for school that said where you stay and who you stay with and then who your mom and your dad is mm-hmm. and I was like I had to ask a question I was like was I this doesn't make any sense to me but that's because my entire reality mm-hmm. is separated from those who one may not live with their parents and two may not live with their may not live where they stay mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i was like what kind of question i was so confused by this document and you know it just it presented to me that i um you know what i i think this lady is julie oliver running for texas uh office i'm pretty sure that's her i'm not positive that's a Oh, if you ready to rap, we can rap. Yeah. Oh, no, either way. Um, Let me go see if that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we appreciate this. 